You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Paris might best be known as the City of Lights, or for its food and wine. But this coming summer, University of Kentucky students will have a chance to explore yet another side of the city. Associate Professor Vershawn Young from the Department of English and the African American and Africana Studies program will lead students to Paris in an investigation of the city's connection to African American arts, letters, and culture. The summer course will allow students to visit and tour locations in and around Paris, hear special guest lectures, and learn about the past and present influence of black life in the city of lights. I am Vershawn Young, and I am an associate professor in the departments of English and African American Studies. And I specialize in 20th century African American language, literature, and performance. And this coming summer semester, you're going to be continuing something you've already done before, but you're doing it through UK, and that's a study abroad program. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, I am taking a group of students on a study abroad program to Paris, France, the city of lights and also the city of love for a month long course of study on um, African-American writers and artists in Paris. There are some features of of the travel abroad program that are really wonderful, and that is that students actually go on excursions so it's not just sitting in class getting the lecture having discussions over the novels and other reading that we'll be discussing but they're going to be out in paris france discovering the parisian culture now the difference between another type of course and my course is the focus on african-american culture in paris most people don't know that paris france has a significant history with African-Americans that actually extend as far back as the mid-18th century, in the mid-1700s, when Thomas Jefferson actually took some African-Americans to Paris. And even before that, we'll be going on that kind of journey because Paris actually has marked the places and sites where African-Americans visited or worked or wrote, etc., even as far back as Sally Hemings and her brother in the mid-18th century. Well, that was going to be my next question. What are some of these sites that you'll be taking students to while they're over there? Well, besides the sites that are actually in Paris, France proper, and there are a number of them, such as where Richard Wright, the famous novelist, the author of Native Son, lived when he was there, and the coffee shops where he worked, and James Baldwin, the mid-20th century writer as well, where he lived and worked while in, in, in Paris. We will actually be going to some other cities where Josephine Baker, the famous dancer and actress, lived. And she lived not in Paris, but in a town that's about 30 miles away. James Baldwin also had a chateau that was about 30 miles away. So we'll be visiting those sites as well. We're also going to incorporate some traditional excursions such as to uh, Versailles, where the uh, Royal Palace moved to when it moved from Paris, France. And most people probably know that the Louvre was um, was the Royal residence before it moved to Versailles. And we'll also be taking excursions to other towns in France. 
for the African American writers that moved to Paris and that moved to France for a period of time or for however long, what were some of their motivations for doing so? Was it purely cultural or was some of it an escape from the race politics of America that maybe they could have a little bit more room to move over there? What, what drove them over there to begin with? A lot of them have different reasons. So when we talk about the mid-18th century African-Americans, they didn't have a choice, right? Because they were actually enslaved and they went over with their owners who, who took them. But they thrived there. In the 20th century, in the early 20th century, a lot of those writers went over there to escape Ameri- American racism. And they felt like it was their craft was more appreciated and they could develop their craft, even though they were writing about America and speaking to Americans. So like James Baldwin finished his novels there. Richard Wright also wrote a number of his more hard-hitting essays about American racism from Paris. So they felt like they had, like as you put it, room to move, a little bit of a little bit more freedom. And as a matter of fact, after both World War One and World War Two, African American soldiers were stationed in Paris or in, in France large, and a lot of them just stayed <laughs> because they didn't have to deal with segregation in the United States. And so that's also some of the things that we'll be talking about in class as well. You've already taken a fair number of students over there previously. What have they said to you that is like, what stood out to them? What have they gotten from it? And what's been their experience? And what about that experience makes you want to keep doing this for them? Well, students actually love it. I mean, there are students who love, who probably have an affinity for all of the places that they go to, but the people who go to Paris, <laughs> they like to eat. <laughs> they love chocolate. They love cheese. Um, they like the uh, romanticism that's associated with Paris. Even though, you know, I get sort of serious and my voice gets low when I talk about these writers and the history, all that is fun because we actually have these conversations sometimes in the classroom, but a lot of times in the coffee, in the very coffee shops where these writers were writing. Because the coffee shop culture is huge. Like the bistro culture is huge. That's what it is in Paris, right? But students will have three-day weekends. They can go to, to Brussels, Amsterdam, Germany, London. So being able to take in a number of European cities in one month, that's a lot of fun. So it is a very, very exciting, interesting, intellectually rigorous, but also very fun experience. Applications for the course are due this February, 2014. And for students who would like to learn more, they should go online or contact Thomas T at UK's Education Abroad offices. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of English, and the African American and Africana Studies program for making this podcast possible.